Well, welcome back to the Wine I Heard This podcast. My name is Nate Robinson, and I'm here with Pastor Joseph Tillman. Howdy doody, partner. What's up, man? Doing good? Yeah, man. Ready to do this thing. We're going for it today. All right. We are going all the way to podcast land. <laughs> My favorite place. Cool. We talked about before, like, what you, like, what job is like for a pastor. Sure. But today we're talking about, like, what regular life is like and what you deal with as be pastor. <laughs> yes. So that should be fun. And is going to feel like therapy a little bit, but we're going to do it. All right. I like it. I like therapy anyways. This will be good. All right. So let's let's get in. Let's get into this stuff. All First right. off, go to Patreon, $5. Click all the buttons around the things. Like, subscribe, share, follow, download, other things. So my first question. So when you are out and about doing whatever anything as a regular person does... <laughs> yeah. Do you ever... Because pastors are just not regular yeah, people. Yeah, not regular at all. <laughs> Do you ever think about or like are conscious of how you are a pastor and should behave differently, whatever you think differently means? Okay, yeah. So you're going to leave it very ambiguous. Yes. Huh? All right. <laughs> um, there's... For the most part, no, I don't think about it in, in relation to, all right, I better do this because I'm a pastor. I, that doesn't that doesn't happen re- very often at all. Um, the only time that it uh, it kind of dawns on me, in particular, is like when I'm driving. Okay. And so, because you know, like you're driving, and let's say someone cuts you off, mm-hmm. right? And so you're blowing the horn and. Maybe or maybe not. You're getting you're you're just driving on them pretty close, and then it kind of hits me that well, you're a pastor. Well, it hits me a couple of things. Like one, what if what if someone in our church saw me do this? Mm-hmm. Or number two, what if the person I'm behind is actually a member of our church? Why would that make a difference? Because yeah, now their pastor is being an absolute jerk. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> don't want that. And so, um, but I mean, outside of that, no, I don't really, it's not like I, I go around and I'm consciously like, well, better do this or well, better not do that. Just because I'm a pastor, that doesn't really cross my mind much. So you're not like nice on purpose without just being generally nice to like people that you interact with while you're out just because you're a pastor. No. Okay. Uh, I would probably say I act, I'm more conscious of the fact that I'm a Christian than I'm a pastor. Okay. So I might be, I might, I might be more intentional to ensure that I'm being friendly Mm -hmm. to the individual that's checking me out from uh, the store mm-hmm. because I want to make sure that I am noticing them and, and making sure that I'm not just brushing them off or ignoring them by just being on my phone or something like that. And that's because um, I want them to know their value. Their, I appreciate what they're doing. So you do that consciously on purpose There's instead of just doing it naturally. Now, there's times I'm doing it naturally. There's times I'll like catch myself and I'll be on my phone. And I'm like, all right, I gotta stop this. Okay. I gotta I gotta make sure that I'm being attentive and intentional with this. 
And so, yeah, so sometimes it's natural and sometimes it's like, okay, come on, Joe, you're better than this. You need to, you need to make sure that you're, um, acting in a, in a, in a manner that is conveying appreciation and respect and love to people because I am a Christian. Are there any ways or how do you feel like you have to live that is different from the regular plebs that just go to church? <laughs> okay. Well, I think most people that go to church are awesome, by the way, and, uh, and not just regular whatever. And so, but as far as how I'm, as far as how I go about living my life or like how I feel like I have to act just because I'm a pastor, how different that is. Um, I think, again, most of my convictions and most of my actions are more aligned with just being a Christian okay. than being a pastor. Maybe the one exception to that would be alcohol. Um, and here's what I mean by that. Like, so drunkenness is a sin. To drink is not... But then I also, and this is a conviction I've had since I was about 20 years old, that I just simply do not drink. Because you're in leadership. And because I'm in leadership. So that started when I was in leadership at a campus ministry, and it's continued on. And so I'm, I'm, I, have made a, I have made a personal decision to not drink because I'm in leadership and because I want to make sure that if there's individuals who are around me, that they don't feel like they don't quote unquote use a church word stumble because I drink, but to put it in better words, like, all right, so give me an example. If someone's come over to our house or I'll say I'm out with someone and maybe I don't know them very well. Mm-hmm. I'm just getting to know them as a pastor. They just visited our church I don't want to drink alcohol, not knowing if that person that's right there in front of me, you know, maybe they had um, uh, a bad, horrible experience with alcohol, whether it be through abuse or whether it be through they had to overcome their own alcoholism or their parent was an alcoholic and it kind of puts them off. So I wouldn't want to do anything that would be off-putting or upsetting uh, to someone who comes from a background where alcohol was not used in moderation and, and, and not respected. Mm-hmm. And so for that's kind of a, a decision I've made as a, as someone in, in leadership. Okay. Yeah. But I think it's probably the only thing that I, I make, I've made a huge conscious decision of, well, it's the only thing, but it is the, the probably the most common thing I can think of that I, this is the decision I have made because I'm a pastor. Okay. Yeah. So if someone offered you a cigarette, you would, Definitely smoke that cigarette. I would definitely not smoke that cigarette. <laughs> okay. So there's two things now. <laughs> but that, no, the cigarette thing would not really be because of pastor things because I'm just, I don't want to smoke a cigarette. I really don't want lung cancer. <laughs> that's, that's, that's really more on that line. <laughs> okay. So is there anything in the Bible that says that pastors are supposed to live and act differently than regular church people. <laughs> yeah, and the way you keep phrasing regular church people, like I don't want to like have this attitude of like, well, there's the regular church people, and then there's us up here, us pastors. I'm um, not a pastor. No, I'm a regular church person. <laughs> okay, fine. You're speaking on behalf of yes of the masses. Mm-hmm. All right. <laughs> 
Get behind me, everyone. Let's go. <laughs> oh, so now you're their leader. Yeah. <laughs> oh, no. Of the regulars. <laughs> just the regulars. <laughs> I still don't know. This is good. <laughs> okay. Back to the original question. Um, is there, yeah, in scripture, are there um, places where it's said, hey, this is how those that are in pastoral or shepherding leadership are supposed to live and act and behave? Yes. So in 1 Timothy chapter 3, verse 1, it says, This saying is trustworthy. If anyone aspires to be an overseer, he desires a noble work. An overseer, and the word overseer there can, I won't go into all the Greek, but can be interchanged with elder, okay, Okay. and shepherd, and that eventually becomes translated as pastor. An overseer, therefore, must be above reproach, the husband of one wife, self-controlled, sensible, respectable, hospitable, Able to teach, not an excessive drinker, not a bully, but gentle, not quarrelsome, not greedy. He must manage his own household competently and have his children under control with all dignity. If anyone does not know how to manage his own household, how will he take care of God's church? He must not be a new convert or he might become conceited and incur the same condemnation as the devil. Therefore, he must have a good reputation among outsiders so that he does not fall into disgrace and the devil's trap. And there's a very similar listing in Titus. Um, And so that kind of spells out, hey, these are the kind of quote-unquote qualifications for those that are entering into a shepherding pastoral leadership role in the church. And so they are saying, hey, here's the standard that's being set. So nice married dudes with children. <laughs> well, you it doesn't say you have to be married. But it did. It just said, well, if you're going to be a husband, it's got to make sure it's a husband of just one wife. But if we didn't have a wife and kids, then what household would he be managing? Does he have a dog that gets out of hand sometimes that he has to hit with a newspaper? All right. So I, I hear what you're saying and the fact that you're saying, all right, well, if he doesn't have kids, if he doesn't have a wife, how will he know how to manage a household? Mm-hmm. Right. But the Apostle Paul comes to mind. Okay. Paul was never married. Yeah, but he didn't manage anything. He just sent letters. <laughs> That's actually not true. <laughs> and so, no, so Paul <laughs> just sent letters from prison. That's all Paul was doing. Yeah, he was in prison. Just getting arrested all the time. Was he managing a cell? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but you got to remember that Paul, that Paul is... Hank, did you flush? <laughs> Okay, but you got to remember that Paul was, like, he would go to one place. Like, he'd be in Ephesus for, like, two years, for example. In prison. (laughs) Not in prison. I mean, he would be in places for a while in prison, yes, but not. (laughs) But I'm using Ephesus as an example because he was actually there for a couple of years helping to establish the church. Okay. 
And so he is the he's the and so he's he's not married and he doesn't have kids and yet he's helping to oversee this church because he's founding it basically. Okay. And so he's helping to oversee it and get it going, and and so providing the the leadership for it. And so I think in cases of individuals who are single and not and do not have kids, that they still can be quote unquote judged by how they conduct their own life and how they are actually, you know, like wherever they're living, whether that be with friends or by themselves or with family, the way that they are conducting their livelihood in private and in public. So that's the matter. point. Yeah. That if they're good in private. And and in public, right? Because it says they have to have a, a, right. a reputation that is good both to outsiders and to those within the church. And so I think that's the point of it, yes. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Are there any situations where you feel like you have to act differently because you are a pastor? I feel like I have to act differently because I'm a pastor. Yes. Again, I, you know, I brought up the, 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 the example of drinking earlier. So if I'm, if I'm at a place, um, whether let's say I'm in a, um, a, a restaurant with some friends and they're all drinking wine, like I will choose not to do that. Mm-hmm. Um, but they, the, you know, they will understand why. Do people ever, Go like, oh, Pastor Man's not going to drink. <laughs> that would happen like earlier on when I was younger. Okay. Yeah. and But then you're again, you're around your peers who are younger and are idiots. Right. And so, you know, when you're around a bunch of young, you know, 20 somethings, that's kind of what you get. And, um, but really since then, no. Uh, um, I, I really, honestly, more than likely, what I end up hearing is like if I'm with someone and they know I'm a pastor, whether I'm their pastor or not, they and but they're going to order alcohol. Many times they will ask if that's okay with me. Do you feel weird about that? Um, no, I mean, because I understand where they're coming from, right? They want to make sure I feel comfortable, and so that's fine. But why would you be uncomfortable? Why do you think they think you would be uncomfortable? I guess because they're not sure probably of what I fully like my belief on that. Like okay. they're probably wondering, does he even think this is okay to even have a glass of wine at dinner? Oh, okay. And they're probably, so they don't really probably know where I stand on that. And, you know, and, and since you're not ordering anything and since I'm not ordering anything, hint, hint wink, wink. <laughs> right. And so <laughs> me pastor, <laughs> you not, <laughs> Yeah, but like it, it doesn't bother me at all. Like one of my, I have a, I have a friend, and anytime we 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 go to a, like a Braves game or something, mm-hmm. you know, like he's going to order a beer. That's fine. In any general, he generally will ask, make sure it's okay. Um, and but it, I always say yes, it's fine, and then we just kind of move on, like you know. Um, and so no, that doesn't that doesn't bother me. Um, but I understand why they. Th- why they feel uncomfortable initially, maybe. So, do people make fun of you for stuff like that? No, nah. no, no. Again, it's like, are you ever the butt of a of a <laughs> winky wink joke because of being a pastor? Yeah. Um, let me just set this drink right, right here. here. <laughs> no, but not like in not like in that in that frame framework, but like. 
Yeah, are there are there times there are there settings where like joking's happening and those kind of things and and especially when you're with a bunch of guys and maybe they they say something and they're like, Oh, but the pastor's here, let's bring it down. You know? Um and so that yeah, there's there's times like that. Um or there's times where they'll joke about the fact the pastor's there, so they gotta bring it down. And yeah. so in that sense, yeah, they're all laughing and but it's weird because a lot of times it's just it's just stupid stuff and they don't like it, it generally just doesn't bother me. Mm. Um so have you ever done anything like well, I don't know, but have you ever done anything that like came back to bite you later because you were a pastor? Like something that wouldn't like if I did it, nobody would care. But since you did it, and because you're a pastor, people uh, felt weird about it. Um, yeah, I guess uh, maybe two. Like one, and one would be like language. Okay. Like so, if and the language one is is interesting because everyone kind of has their own line. Of what's acceptable and what's not acceptable. This is how this podcast was started because I was wondering about language. <laughs> because we talk <laughs> in a podcast, so yeah. <laughs> right. right, and 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 so the uh, and everybody has their own line of of where of what's inappropriate, of what's appropriate language wise, and so you know I have I've been in I've been in settings. And like to kind of emphasize something, you know, I, I might use the word damn or something like that. And yeah, I, I learned, I did that when I was younger. Mm-hmm. I learned pretty quickly. Don't do that. Because so wh- where's the line now? That Because that would get reactions. Um, I, I'm very, I got to be sensitive to my audience, like to who I'm in front of. Mm-hmm. Okay. And so. We can do it like this. I'll just start, and you tell me where it is. <laughs> this, this sounds really horrible. All right, but yeah, go ahead. Crap. Yeah, I'll say that. <laughs> Never mind. We don't have to do it. Yeah, thank you. Um, and, I'll just skip to the end. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so if I'm... Okay, so if I'm preaching, mm-hmm. right? So, and I think there's different environments, right? There's the preaching environment. Right. And then there's just, I'm with people out somewhere environment. Mm-hmm. I'm still pastoring both. But like I like I know at one time I was using the word um, like I would say man that's freaking awesome mm-hmm. and when I would and I didn't think much about that but then I had some people that were bothered that I was using the word freaking mm-hmm. because then they thought that was going to influence their children. To say freaking. To say freaking or maybe go a step further than that. <laughs> okay. And so... Which is? <laughs> that's not for me to say, my friend. <laughs> and... Damn it. <laughs> All right. And so... Poke, uh, poke. I know you're poking. Poke, poke. <laughs> but the... Yeah, so I think that the fact that... Um, yeah, there's those. So, uh, so yeah. So I've said words from the you know. So I and like even like the 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 church that I'm in now. Like I I wouldn't even want to use the word freaking because that in of itself it is bothersome for some people. Mm-hmm. And so there's no reason for me to use a word that I know is going to be bothersome for some people. Okay. 
Yeah, even if I'm like, but if I was with my friends, I'm like, man, that's, that's freaking awesome. Like, I wouldn't think twice about that. But in the pulpit, yeah, I'm not going to say that because I know that bothers people. Okay. Um, and and so, yeah, I'm, I'm mindful. I try to be mindful with, with language. Have people gotten mad before because of something you said from the pulpit? Like a word? That's about, that's about, that's really about the only word I can think of. Which one? Freaking? Yeah. You said that on... You in said the that on the in stage the, and people got mad? Uh-huh. Yeah, that's, really? happened, that's happened a few times. Oh. Yeah. That's dumb. Well, I mean, it's, well, you know, it's it's okay. I, just, I think it's dumb. Right, right. But people have their own, again, they have their own lines. Yeah. And it's interesting because sometimes their line for themselves will be different than their line for me. Right. Like, they would not want me to say damn Right. But they're going to say it, right, in their environment. And so, so so sometimes there is that standard, double standard a little bit, and I just but I have to go with that and go, that's okay. Like I, I, I have to realize that. And because I think a lot of times with words in and of themselves, we have to be careful. Like I would never want to use a word in such a way that would belittle somebody or degrade somebody okay. or attack somebody. But like... You know, if if um, um, I was driving, the, I was driving with with my my own kids the other day, and the the person in front of me just slammed on their brakes just really fast. And what did your kids say? <laughs> I slammed on our brakes, and I was like, "Oh shit!" And I, you know, and I'm, you know, and kind of do the immediate, you know, parent move where you're putting your hand, or your arm across the child next to you. And, and I apologize for saying a word and, you know, and the kids are kind of like, Oh, dad said that. And I don't think they had ever heard me say that before. And so, um, but that wasn't like in a derog, like that was not like an attacking way or derogatory way or right. Um, towards someone. And so, I mean, the reality is, is what there has been a truckload of difference. If I said, Oh crap or all oh, dang, you know, like, where do we draw those lines? I swear, because I love you. <laughs> I didn't want to see you get hurt. hurt. Right. I, no, I would not use that. <laughs> I just, no. So, um, and then I think the other one where people may have felt uncomfortable is I I did a teaching. I've done teachings before on um on sex or sexuality mm-hmm. and for some people it can bother them if their pastor is talking about sex and so but i have to and again that's and a, and a lot of times it's more of a generational thing um where sex was just not talked about in the church for a really long time and and still is not talked about the church very often well i have to say i remember that sermon and you're into some pretty weird stuff <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Nate. Um, <laughs> Nate knows not of what he speaks, but anyway. So the <laughs> I can keep going from this point, um, but I, I think you know, and, and those are just kind of the things. It's it's interesting what again it kind of goes back to the even the language thing. It's interesting what people deem in their minds is appropriate that they want to hear from their pastor versus versus if someone else said it 
it would be completely okay and acceptable, mm-hmm. you know, or more, or at least more tolerated. Um, so what do you think that, what do you, what do you think th- that, why do they think that? Because, uh, because if I'm, I'm supposed to be a representative of God. Okay. So, so I'm, I'm the, you know, to use a phrase, I'm quote unquote, I'm, I'm God said damn and ass all the time in his Bible. He told him to write it. <laughs> he told him to write it. There's damn in there? Damnation. <laughs> Eternal damnation, right? That's in there? That's in there. It's in one of the versions, yeah. right? Yeah, that's right. Yep. And asses are through the whole thing. <laughs> A lot of donkeys. Yeah. A lot of donkeys. Um, yeah, I did have a sermon one time, and I said Paul fell right off his ass. Oh, yeah, cool. Yeah. Uh, it was kind of hitting me. Did, did, you, <laughs> did you say that on purpose, or did you say it on accident? It just came out. Oh, I don't okay. think there was a lot of fault behind it. <laughs> um, I, I understand why people, again, they, they, they're, expecting, they're expecting their pastor to conduct themselves in a certain way, mm-hmm. to one, be a representative of God, but to, to set an example for 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 everyone else. Mm-hmm. In other words, like it actually is like a like pastors are supposed to live in such a way that it should kind of inspire or convict people to want to live in such a way that will honor the Lord in in their language, in their actions, in their but hopefully more than just the outward parts, the the inside, mm-hmm. you know, their attitudes, their um their their own emotions, those kind of things. And so like, I do understand why people hold pastors to a certain level, and um, and it's not and, and that's not necessarily unbiblical. Um, okay. And because you know, of the verses, because the verses here are telling yeah. pastors to live to a certain standard. And in the same letter, Paul is writing to Timothy, and um, he's saying, "Hey, you, you need to, you know, or Second Timothy, excuse me." You need to you need to live in such a way that sets an example to all of those around you, and and so an example in your life, in 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 your ministry, in your knowledge, like so. Pastors are called to live in such a way again that that should hopefully inspire people to 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 say, "Hey, this is this is what it's modeled, you know, to look like." To follow the Lord, mm-hmm. you know, and so so I understand why people have those expectations, and I don't think they're, I don't think, I don't most of the time I don't think they are um, unreasonable. Okay, so are there places you won't go because you're a pastor? Places I won't go? No, I mean there's there's places I won't go because I'm a Christian. Like what? Strip clubs. What if it was? Christian night at the strip club. Nope. <laughs> yeah, no. I. <laughs> I mean, obviously, there'd be certain places I just wouldn't want to go. Um, mm-hmm. You know, but again, that's more of like just again being a Christian. If Kiss came to town and a bunch of people from church were going to see Kiss, would you go see Kiss? Would I go see Kiss? Yeah, <clears throat> I would not go see Kiss, but not because of their antics or anything just not a fan of their music okay yeah but what if it was exactly kiss but you liked their music (laughs) i I think if i think if i knew there was going to be something 
that was just going to be overly and overtly, you know, sexual and hedonistic, um, then I, I probably would stay away from that. Marilyn Manson came to town. Not going. Think? Okay. Not going. But, you know, a lot of times people ask me, would would you go, you know, like, would you go to a bar? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would. Okay. That doesn't bother me. Like a pure bar. <clears throat> Not mm-hmm. like, hey, we have a restaurant too. Right. Okay. Yeah. So, like, when I was in Athens, living in Athens mm-hmm. as a college student, we went to bars quite a bit to listen to bands. Mm-hmm. And that never bothered me. Okay. Now, I think it probably bothered others that I would go there. Okay. But that's not... Because you were crossing their line. I was crossing their line. Okay. But I can't live up to everyone else's lines. Right. You know, like, I felt okay. Like I would go at times with people who I knew... they're going. They were going to go one way or the other. With or without me, they're going. Mm-hmm. So I would go and actually be like their designated driver on the way home. Okay. And because if they're going and I actually, you know, and I want them to be okay, mm-hmm. I would rather say, hey, if you're going anyway, nothing I can do, you know, going to dissuade you, then let me at least drive you home, you know, so that that can make sure they get home safe. So, yeah, so those like... And I would say that I guess I've had someone that was bothered that I I would even bring up exam I would even bring up examples, especially when I was younger and I just come out of Athens and I was working with youth and would share with them those kind of things. I there would be people who would get upset with me a little bit. That you were going to bars or, on the weekend and then hanging out with their kids during the week. No, because I wasn't going to bars in the weekend at that point. Okay. This is more like after this is more like it's like after college. Um, I'm working in a church and doing a lot with the youth and, and people just being a little upset that I would tell those even like stories of of examples of, Hey, you know, I used to go to bar to listen to music and there were times we would go to bars just to share Christ and evangelize and that kind of thing. But most often it was really just to go listen to music. Um, do you avoid dangerous activities such as skydiving or bungee jumping or those types of things because you are a pastor. No. So so putting your life in danger doesn't <laughs> doesn't like make when, anybody right. mad. No, so like my more of my filter or look like you don't care about yourself. Right. No. I I don't know. Like, so <laughs> when I'm in, when I'm in, like, so for example, when I'm in Guatemala, they have this um, uh, really cool waterfall that you could actually jump off the top of into a into a um, a spring mm-hmm. that's below it, and and so I do that. I don't. It's cool. It's fun, mm-hmm. right? We're we're gonna climb up the side of this, you know. Um, and it's got like a little trail and stuff. We're gonna climb up this. Um, waterfall get to the top of it and kind of take a running jump clear enough get out there enough and go crashing into the spring and i I, i'm fine with that really more of it is for me i don't think about it as much as like as a pastor it's more like as a dad okay like all right joseph don't do something stupid here that may cause your kids to not no longer have a father Mm -hmm. That's really what runs across my mind 
Much more so than don't do something stupid here. The church wanted a pastor. So when you watch movies or listen to music that isn't the Christianiest of Christian films or music, do you get like afraid that someone's going to see or hear you doing that and judge you for it? There's yeah, there's times. So like I'm a huge classic rock fan. Mm-hmm. Love classic rock. Um, Mozart, Beethoven. <laughs> <laughs> right and uh yeah you know mozart beethoven yeah. jimmy i mean it's all the yeah, same jimmy <laughs> monet <laughs> yeah jim morrison you know they're all the same right and so um but the so I, yeah i love classic rock and i love alternative and grunge music from the 90s right um, and so I, you know, so I'm a, I'm a, I love those two genres of music and do, I believe there'd be people that would probably take issue with that. Maybe. Okay. Um, and I know because you're a pastor or simply be, because they think your tastes in music are stupid. <laughs> <laughs> well, they think my taste in music is stupid. I would know their taste in music is stupid. <laughs> so, um, uh, cause it's just the best music, but anyway, right. Right. The, right. Um, no, but I mean, no, it's been, uh, it has been surprised. I have told people, cause I'll ask mm-hmm. like, what's your favorite bands? What's your favorite music? And I just start listening to all these bands that I listen mm. to in <clears throat> classic rock and, from you know 90s alternative and grunge and it, it it takes them aback sometimes um that i listen to that music although oftentimes they listen to that music as well i think they just find it a little shocking that their pastor is listening to that music okay um and listen and there's some stuff that obviously i would not promote and you know that i would not encourage um People to listen to, but like my kids, like every road trip we go to Valdosta, I'm pretty much listening to th- that music for three hours on the way down there. And my kids, my kids are exposed to it. You know, they know that's the kind of music dad likes. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, because I just like the sound of it, like the musicality of it. Um, and so, yeah, I think there would probably be some people that would be a little bothered that. I listen to that music, but I not much I can do about that. What about movies? Um, like if there's a sex joke <clears throat> in a movie and you laugh at it, do you feel bad? <laughs> That's it. That uh, depends on on how far out that sex joke is. Okay. Yeah. Um, we were my wife and I were listening, or we were watching Parks and Rec mm-hmm. last last week yeah and some sex joke was made in it and we both just died laughing and so i'm not sure what that says about me at this point (laughs) but um because here's the thing about sex it's especially when when it's in the context of um a sex is not this dirty awful thing and this is a whole, I know a whole another different episode, so i will not go on some tangent long tangent about it but just it's it's kind of gross a little i mean sex in marriage is awesome, right? Yeah. And so 
uh, if it and, and it's a gift from God. God actually is the one who created sex. It is actually a holy act, and so that's the way I view view it. And so, therefore, when people are when they make some joke about sex, or whatever, and it's in the context of marriage, that's like there's actually nothing wrong with that. Okay. Yeah. I never thought about it like that. Because sex is again, it's a gift from God. It's holy and it's good and 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 so and I think we don't talk about this enough, so therefore people create their own ideas of their views of what church and what pastors must think about sex. And what are you supposed to think about sex? Oh, like as a pastor mm-hmm. for, for most people? Yeah. Uh, most people are like, well, they just, one, they, one the Do church they or pastors, don't have sex? I guess, <laughs> or they or they just don't want you to talk about it. Right. Which I think is the worst thing in the world, because I do think we should talk about it, because it is holy, and in the, con- in the context of marriage, it's holy, and so therefore, we should be able to speak about it, talk about it, um, and... And even laugh about it. I mean, you know, and so I think there's all these things that should happen in the course of uh, our conversations in regards to sex. But yeah, I think most people are just, and I think probably just, they're just like, I don't want to think about my pastor having sex. Like, that's don't want it to go there. I mean, most people don't want to think about other people having sex. Other right. people right. they know having yeah, exactly. sex. Anyway. Exactly. And so, um, yeah, then I guess they just think our children just magically appear or something. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure. You're gross. <laughs> Thank you. That's what I think. You're welcome. Like, how often do you have to decline things like stuff that you you, you think is crossing your line? Like, how often do people offer you drinks that you have to say no to? And or I mean, I don't think that 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 just it does happen when okay. people offer me a drink um, and I say no. Um, but it doesn't happen very often, but it, yeah, I mean, it has, it happened probably a few times in the last year. Yeah. Are there times where you have to, where you ask people to stop doing what they're doing because it's crossing your line and they're around them? Yep. Like what? All right. So I was, I was actually at an event just a couple of weeks ago. I was, I was with some people. They were, so they were younger people, not Christians, and basically they were just objectifying some guys, and they were just objectifying, sexually objectifying every girl that was around them. Okay. And was like, and were like, we're vocally talking about it. Like with you? With there? me right there present with them. Okay. Yeah. And I just had to look at them and say... Hey guys, let's just cut that out. So, do you feel like when people apologize for doing things around you, like "Oops, I swore," mm-hmm. or "Can I have a drink near you?" Uh huh. Do you think when they're doing that, it's because you do stuff like the, what you did to those people, where you're uh-huh. the one that's willing to say, "Hey, I don't want to sit here and listen to you do this." Um. No, I think they apologize because, like, let's say they 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 cuss around me, and they apologize for that because I think they just believe they shouldn't do that around a pastor. 
I don't okay. think it has as much to do with what I will do in return. Um, okay. Or they don't want to. They don't want me to think of them differently or think of them in a lesser light. Which okay. which it would not cause me to think of them in that in a lesser light. So, I guess I'm thinking like if I were to, if I was one of the people sexually objectifying women, and you said to me, "Hey, could you cut that out?" Mm-hmm. My brain would be like, "Okay, what else am I doing that he's going to uh, yeah. be telling me not to do?" Right. So, is that? Do you feel like people that might be going through people's mind? Sure. Okay. Yeah, I can I can definitely see where that would be going through people's minds. Okay. Now, the flip side for me with this group of people I was with was that at a latter time, I, I'll have the opportunity to to let them know why I said that. Okay. In the moment, I didn't have time to elaborate. Okay. But in the in a latter time, I will, and so they'll understand why I asked them that. And it's not just because I'm a prudish pastor. Okay. Yeah. It's because we. I want to value. I want to teach them to value people. So why should I not think that you're a prudist pastor in that instance? If you had or another pastor had ever done that to me, yeah. No, I mean I, I get that. That's what you would think. Okay. Yeah, I completely get that. Okay. But I want them to know. But I, that's why. That's why I feel like it's important for me to talk to them about it. Oh, okay. Yeah, because like it's like when your kids do something. And you just tell them to stop it. Were they all younger? Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're younger than me. Oh, okay. Yeah. And and so like when like my kids do something, I tell them to stop it. I need to give them a further explanation of why I'm asking them to stop something. And because I don't want them to think, well, dad just told me to stop and so therefore I'll stop. Like I want them to understand it. Mm-hmm. And the same thing with this situation. Like I want them to understand the reason I asked them to stop is because I don't want them to sexually objectify women. I want them to learn to see them and value them as creations of God. Okay. So, um, but again, it, in the context we were in, it just, it wasn't the time or the place for me to, you know, have a five, 10 minute conversation with them about it. Mm-hmm. So say you were, out at a bar smoking and listening to sexy sweary music and watching sexy sweary bloody movies all at the same time who would you be who would you be more afraid of finding out other church leaders or your church members okay so first of all <laughs> i would <laughs> I wouldn't be sitting there doing that. But say that's the situation. Would you be more afraid of... Okay. You see what I'm saying? I see what you're saying. Yeah. No, the, the people that I'm shepherding. Okay. Yeah, our own church. Why? Because they're the ones that I'm ultimately held accountable to and are called to set an example for. Okay. Yeah, for the, for the other people pastor out there they may not like it but if i'm not directly involved in their lives then it doesn't carry near as much weight or but, could have near as much impact as it would to the people in our own congregation but those pastors could go tell everybody else and you could be that horrible pastor for all the rest of eternity oh well okay yeah i mean say so, uh, and i don't mean to just be so whatever about it but yeah oh well okay yeah um and and I and I and I do want to clarify something because I want to make sure it's not just mm-hmm. living out there. Um, and and some what does Joseph watch? Like if 
and I, we are, my wife and I are much more particular about shows that we watch, movies we watch. Um, then what? Then, then like, maybe, I don't know, maybe a lot of people or some people, I don't know. Oh, okay, that's what you yeah. mean. Yeah, so like, in other words, the movies we watch, like, I, we're not going to watch a movie if it's just got like cussing all the way through it. Okay. They, they're just cussing. Like, no, I'll just, I'll, I'll stop it. Um, or if there's just like, if it's just constant, like sexual innuendos and those kind of things, no, we got to move past this. Um, or if there's just um, blatant sex scenes in it, no, I'm not interested. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I'm, 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 we're much more mindful and careful with, with that. Um, you know, so I know, cause I know some people will be like, well, but you listen to this kind of music and that's true. I do listen to nineties music and, and classic rock, but there's even some songs I just won't listen to, mm-hmm. um, cause of their, the, the, the lyrics, but, but especially like for movies, you know, we're, 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 I mean, again, I mean, I mentioned earlier, like we, we watch Parks and Rec. We watch The Office. You know, so I'm not sitting here saying we only watch shows that are fully "quote unquote" wholesome and blameless. Mm-hmm. Um, and and so and, and and we're okay with that. Like that's our conviction. Like we're good. But I know other people wouldn't watch those shows, and that's okay. Um, and but you know we do. That's that's fine. It, we're we're okay with that. Mm-hmm. Um, but at the same time, we're not going to sit there and just expose ourselves, watch something where, again, where it's just constant language or sexual innu- innuendos or sex scenes. We're, we're not interested in watching that kind of stuff. But blood and gore, that's all cool. We, we definitely have a higher tolerance for violence. <laughs> <laughs> but I feel like, but I feel like, I feel like as Americans, that's just more. It's true, though. Yeah, it is true. The rest of the world doesn't share our sentiment at all. Nope. Like they'll have, you know, uh, yeah. you go to Europe, you'll have, you know, completely exposed breast in commercial, it, right? Yeah, no big deal. Nope. But but don't but don't but don't even, stab anyone. <laughs> right. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. And so we we do as a country as a culture have a very high tolerance for violence compared to the rest of the world. Sometimes I feel like they're right. Why so? The rest of the world's right. Why so? Because you're supposed to have sex. You're not supposed to stab anyone. That's true. That's why I feel like I got you. they might be right. <laughs> well, I feel like probably both parties are right. I feel like we probably shouldn't be watching stuff that's just overly sexualized. Right. And we probably shouldn't be watching stuff that's just overly gory. Mm-hmm. But the third world countries you go to, there's just people that walk around naked, right? Oh sure, yeah, yeah. I mean, like where I'm doing ministry, yeah. I mean, it's funny. Even in a, um, uh, uh, we had a um, a mission team uh, prep meeting last mm-hmm. night, and we were going over culture and cultural expectations and things to expect to see, trying to prepare people for what they're going to encounter. And we were like, "Hey, listen, in some of these villages, it's not going to be abnormal for you to see, you know." women who are topless women who are exposing themselves you know breastfeeding like they're not throwing a shawl over mm-hmm. them and the baby you know um and so yeah there's you you do have to 
I do have to prepare our team for the where they're going into because it can be a little jarring walking into a, a, a mm. ministering into a village where they don't think as much a big a deal about it as we would here. Wear so. two pairs of underwear, kids. <laughs> <sighs> yes. Well, I think that's enough of these invasive questions for today. I think so, Joseph. Uh, yeah, it's definitely enough. Well, there's going to be a whole lot more next time and possibly even more of the time after that. Stay tuned. What all right. Well, this has been the one I heard this podcast. You can find the podcast everywhere that there's podcasts and on YouTube and Rumble. You can follow updates on the podcast at when I heard this podcast. Go to Patreon, $5, click all the buttons around the things, like, subscribe, download, all the other ones. You can follow me on Facebook and Instagram at Nate Robinsoff, and you can follow Joseph on Instagram at RevJoT. This has been the When I Heard This Podcast, and we will see you guys next time. Bye.